Hi guys, it's Pastor Will here with The Church Split. Hope you're ready for another video. So today's topic is separation from the world. Now I've actually done sermons on this and I've actually written a few blog posts on this, but the point is, is have you ever heard the phrase, be separate from the world? Or you know, the reason why we don't do this is because we're told to be separate from the world. There's all sorts of things that people use this verse for. But the problem is, is I think people misunderstand this verse. I've heard this verse used in a number of ways. I've heard people use it as to why women can't wear skirts, I mean, why women have to wear skirts, and can't wear pants. I've heard people use this for like, that's why we can't have drums or use guitars because that's what the world does at the rock concerts. Why we can't have certain types of lights even. I've heard all sorts of stuff. But the problem is with this verse is that it actually, when people apply it that widely is that they are actually confusing what the Bible means by the world versus what you know what we're interpreting as a world which they're almost interpreting as culture but the problem is that you know at what point do you draw the line with the culture you know so it's a very confusing thing so anyway romans chapter 12 verse 1 says this i appeal to you therefore brothers by the mercies of god to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to god which is your spiritual worship do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind by the testing you may discern what is the will of god what is good and acceptable and perfect and then he goes on to just say things like for by the grace given to me i say to everyone among you to not think of himself more highly than he ought to think and all this stuff and he goes on to talk about the gifts of grace and um, the marks of a true Christian. And I think that's really important because the context here, he kind of clarifies himself. The problem is that people take this verse and they run with it. And then it ends up being very ends up becoming a very abstract concept, one that becomes very subjective and has a lot of ebb and flow and fluctuates a lot. And it makes it impossible to pin down. What do you mean by separate from the world? What do you, like, where do we draw this line? You know, okay, so if I can't go to a place that serves alcohol uh, for a steak dinner, let's say, I can't go to a restaurant that serves alcohol, can I therefore buy, go even to Walmart that sells alcohol? I remember this specifically. I, uh, when I was in college, I got a job at Hollister. Now, basically what happened is I was just moved to Tennessee to go to Bible college. And I walked in as we were shopping for some clothes for uh, school. I was looking for khakis and I was like, oh, let's go to Hollister. They have sale. I walked in, the lady asked if I was looking for a job. And I was like, actually, yes. And she offered me a job on the spot. It was kind of cool. That place is horrible to work at. Not for the reasons you think. It was just because the music was way too loud and I was confined to a room folding clothes over and over again. There's some stories. But anyway, that's not the point. The point was is that when I was working there for a little bit, apparently it wasn't an approved workplace for uh, Crown College. And they ended up, uh, I ended up being called into the office. And that's a whole dramatic story. Uh, the dean was yelling and screaming. I was in the hallway. And I heard him like, you tell him to get here right now. And I was just like, all right, dude, calm down. I'll get there when I get there. But anyway, I showed up and he gave me this whole spiel about I need to be separate from the world and how that place is worldly. And they support, you know, LGBT plus and they do all these things. And their, their company that just is against all Christian values. And I, I, and I meant this honestly, I was like, okay, but don't we serve Starbucks coffee here at the school? Isn't that the same? They support the same values. And also we have, you know, kids that work at Walmart here. Is that not just as bad? Like, well, we just find that more appropriate than this. I'm like, okay, that, that line is as arbitrary as they come. They kept using the term separation from the world. And I just remember that just kept going. I'm like, this is as blurry of a line that you can make it and just turn it into a convenience argument for many people. So the issue, it should never be 
we should never take this verse and use it in that sense where we're using it as a way to just convey a vague thought or an arbitrary thought. In fact, the thought here is actually an important one. You know, God says, whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And you know, where our heart is there, where our treasure is, there will our heart be also his whole. And then, so then if we're told to be separate from the world and with all these things in mind, the question really is, is where's my love and where's my passion? Is it worldly things or is it heavenly things? That is the question being raised here, not cultural. And that is the distinction that many people lose when we're talking about this verse is that the fact that we're taking culture and calling that worldly and that's not what he's talking about. He's not talking about being separate from the culture. In fact, we see that Christ and Paul and many others engaged the culture on their level. Hence, the whole Sermon on Mars Hill. He goes, hey, you see this altar to the unknown God? It is he whom I represent. He used the idolatrous culture as a springboard to give the gospel. And yet we go, well, you can't even go to this place or engage in whatever. You can't even own a TV because it might be an appearance of evil. And I know not everyone believes that, okay? I, I get that. But I've seen this verse used in such wild extremes, and it's about as inconsistent as it comes. And this is why there can there's very little agreement uh, in the fundamentalist circles as to how to apply this. That's why you can go to all sorts of different uh, fundamentalist schools. And by the way, I'm going to talk a lot from the fundamentalist Baptist this perspective because that's what I was raised as, but I'm sure you've, if you're from a different denominations, you may have seen similar things that are drastically different. And it's because we're using the verse in the wrong context. We're not letting the Bible define itself. When it's talking about the world, it is not talking about culture. It is talking about the sinful nature of the world. Now, sometimes that can be in the culture, right? Sometimes the sinful nature of the world is engaged in the culture. In fact, oftentimes it is. Like with Rome, idolatry. Today, we have in America, we have the worship of the self and the individual. And there's a lot of other things that go along with that. But the problem is, is that, again, we need to make sure we're talking about the sinful nature of the world. When God talks about the things that he can't stand, he's very forward at what the abominations are. He's very forward as to what that sin is and what it is to disobey him. He lists all the sins out. It's not a secret. So we shouldn't be applying these things so wildly because these things aren't even things that God talked about. He wants us to be separate from the sinful nature of the world, which is actually a much higher calling. When you choose not to engage in extra sexual affairs or to not go to parties where you're getting absolutely wasted, when you're choosing not to sit there and get high on various different drugs, when you're choosing not to lie and always be honest and always be upfront and to forgive your your greatest enemy and to pray for those who use you, when you're doing those things, you are showing the fact that, no, I and now this is being separate from the world. I'm being separate from sin at this point. I'm being separate. I'm separating myself from my bitterness. I'm going to let go of my bitterness. I'm going to forgive this person who attacked me. I am going to swallow my pride and humble myself sometimes and ask for forgiveness. Those are that is separation from the world because the, the world wants to be bitter. The world wants to be you know be angry, and the world is where you know your where sexual liberty is accepted as opposed to you know sexual restraint. These are the things that the Bible tells us to be separate from not some random cultural whatever have you. So it is for this reason that James in James 4 verse 4 says this, adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God.
Now, do you think he's talking about the culture there? No, he's talking about being engaged in sin. So right there, that's why he called them adulterers and adulteresses. These are plain, openly spoken sins. The Bible defines itself in many of its terms. It's also why in Revelation 18.4, what does God say at the end? He goes, and I, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, unless you receive of her plagues. He is really just trying to emphasize the fact of to come out of the world, to be, of, to be uh, separate from the world, but not to be in the world, not of the world. That's what I'm thinking of. To be in the world, not of the world. You need to separate yourself from it, but it means the sinful nature and the sinful behavior of the world. Not necessarily those weird cultural things that the Bible never even talks about, that God never even remotely approaches. I find that very interesting that we oftentimes just take certain verses and concepts, and in our own human foolishness, we run with it instead of going, God, what did you say about this, though? Like, is, is, is this in your word, or am I just, like, making stuff up here? Am I just being foolish in my own thinking? So I think this is important for us to understand god is such an important thing for us to go god i will need to be separate from the world so show me the sins in my life to eliminate not god i want to be separate from the world so anything possibly associated with my modern day culture i can't connect to at all you know what that would actually honestly do the most the most honest people about the separation from the world topic who take it to the extremes that people we see are the amish um, which I'm definitely not Amish, obviously. I'm using a camera. I'm talking to you via internet. So obviously that's not, but the thing is, what does that do? Well, when was the last time you heard of the Amish evangelizing for God? Well, no, because they stay in their own separate community because they are trying to be separate from the world. And they're the only ones who are actually really consistent on that. They want to be so separate, they're going to completely separate themselves. But then they're ineffective for God. They're not giving the gospel. They're not serving the community outside of their own community, really. And now suddenly you will end up just becoming really antisocial and disconnected from everything around you. And then you're not able to actually serve God effectively. So to go separate from the world to such an extreme and to start eliminating weird things that God never says to eliminate, is this only going to cripple you? And it's only going to cripple your effect for God. So Let's work together on this as Christians. Let's make sure that when people are speaking certain verses, make sure we're understanding what the words mean. Let's let the Bible define itself and to let context explain and flesh all this out. And most of all, let's not be adding things to the Bible. If the Bible doesn't really say it or talk about it, then let's not be sitting there making a big fuss over these things. We ought to, again, we need to be united in these areas and it, it, to fight over small things is silly. So again, I really hope this was helpful for you. I remember when I studied this personally when I was raised as a good little Baptist boy and I realized what this meant, I, my head exploded. Not literally, but it felt like it did. I actually, honestly, it was one of those things where I started like this questioning, like, what about this? What about that? What about this that I did? Why do I do that? I don't understand. Should I? Should I not? I don't. But no, if that's not a sin, then I don't need to worry about this. And I just remember it was, it was the ultimate breakthrough between this and understanding what the uh, it meant to abstain from the appearance of evil. It's like it brought these two ideas in my brain that were always used in such weird contexts together. And it showed me that at what it meant to have liberty in Christ, but also what it meant to be bound to scripture and what it meant to be bound by his law. So I hope this helps you understand things. If this wasn't something that was mentioned much to you growing up, consider yourself very blessed. But for 
for those of you who you know maybe have heard this verse used in weird contexts, I hope this was helpful for you, and I hope you know you can go forward knowing the fact that if you're separate from the sinful nature of the world, you are fulfilling the command of being separate from the world. But if you're separate from the culture, you're only really showing that yourself to be completely disconnected from the very culture in which you're supposed to be engaged with the gospel in. So I hope this helps you. Uh, if you like this video, please hit like. If you dislike it, of course, hit the dislike button and leave me an angry comment. Those are always fun. Um, share it along with your friends or don't. Well, either way, I'll, I'll still try to make videos. But I uh, hope you enjoyed this. And this has been The Church Split.